Hi everyone, my name is Jonathan Siboni. I'm the founder of Luxury Insight. Today we're very happy to launch this uh, new series of podcasts in partnership with fashionnetwork.com. We are also happy to welcome Victoria Thomas, a designer duo who created uh, their brand in 2012. They're going to talk to us about their experience and story in the fashion industry and their progressive move towards circular fashion. So great podcast. Today's podcast of uh, Fashion Network and Luxury Insight. Uh, and I'm Godfrey Dini, the Editor-in-Chief of Fashion Network. And I'm talking to two young designers of a brand called Victoria Thomas, Victoria Feldman and Thomas Berzin, who caused uh, a lot of excitement here in Paris. Uh, it's an intriguing new uh, made-in-France mark with lots of ideas, who've shown in Paris on the runway and the official calendar. So let's begin at the beginning. Um, Where are you from and when did you first get, either of you, got the idea of being a designer? Good morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm uh, half French, half Russian. I was born in Moscow, but the uh, biggest part of my life I'm living in France. My family is here, they were in south of France, now they moved to Paris to be closer to us. Um, and we met with uh, Thomas 12 years ago. We still cannot believe that yeah, <laughs> it's already 12. <laughs> uh, but we were super young and... Where, where are you from? I'm from Latvia, from the Baltic state. Oh, wow. And uh, the I capital from Riga. Riga? Yes, yeah. I've been to Riga Fashion oh, Week. Oh, really? So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It's nice. Uh, yeah. You yeah. should go now. It's, it's, quite, uh, it's quite interesting to do the tourism there. Yeah, it's a beautiful Amazing city. restaurants. Yeah. Uh, I was 17 when I came to France to study fashion. Where? And, uh, in Esmod, in okay. Paris. Yeah. We met there. So we met there. On, in the end of the first grade, I think. We started in, in the same year. Quite close to here. Yeah. A yeah. couple of blocks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's on, on Square, Square du Temple. Yeah, but I think it, it was uh, Rue de la Rochefoucauld. The one that you talk about, this is the ISM, I think. It's oh, yes, sorry. The you're market. on Rue de la Rochefoucauld. Yeah, okay. You're over in the ninth. Yes, exactly. yes, yes. Oh, yeah. It's a great school. Yeah. Very beautiful inside. <laughs> so you met there. Yes. In the end of the first grade, and we met uh, in the computer class accidentally, and uh, I was doing something for, like for my project, and she was sitting with her friend, and we like catched each other, you know, with the eyes, <laughs> and uh, in a few days we started to chat, and then the rest is history. Yes, we realized that we have the same vision, and I think during the second year of studies. Uh, we start to talk about our own brand. And uh, Thomas was 19 years, something like that. I was 21, I think. And uh, we created the name, the logo, and we still have the same logo, the same typography. Uh, so we were always focused on launch the brand, launch the brand. <laughs> Even before that, Well, when did you first get the idea you wanted to be in fashion? We don't have 
a story like when I was five years old, <laughs> I was doing uh, dresses for my dolls. Uh, actually, not at all. When I was a little girl, I want to be uh, an actress, a singer. <laughs> and it was my big, big dream. But uh, when I start to sing, I said, okay, no, I will no, not I waste my time. <laughs> it's not my thing. Uh, and I said that I want to be a designer. I want just to create something. I don't know designer of furniture I was not thinking about clothes and my father said so you have to learn how to draw because uh, each designer have to draw uh, to express their ideas so I went to art school uh, in Moscow uh, and then when we moved to France I was in uh, art school uh, in south of France not far from uh, Lyon I did not finish this school because I realized that I don't want to be a painter because it was more you know art school and it was just one evening when I said okay I want to do clothes I, I was uh, 17 years old and uh, I moved to Paris I asked to my parents that uh, I want to go to Paris and uh, learn fashion. <laughs> they said yes. They said yes. I remember because I called all uh, schools because I want to prove them that I'm ready to leave parents' house and uh, be alone. And I came, I was crying. I was, I want to do fashion. I want to go to Paris. And they said, yeah, sure. It's your life. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm like very lucky. <laughs> totally, totally different story. Uh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely different. Uh, my story was more spontaneous. I didn't know what to do after school. I didn't even finish school uh, because we have in Riga we have 12 grades. Yes. I finished 10, and I was too bored to live in the small town like this. And uh, I was. You're uh, from Riga. I'm from Riga. So you're from yeah, the capital. Exactly. Yeah. From the capital, we were partying a lot with my with my friends. You know, we were like rebel guys. You know, and uh, we were like, during one party. We said, "Okay, let's let's be serious. What we're we gonna do after the after that's it's over? You know, when we're we gonna be like 25? You know, what we're we gonna where we're we gonna be?" And uh, someone told, "Yeah, but you guys uh, like to dress up. You know, you go to clubs. You like uh, fashion. You know, go to fashion. Do do some fashion." I said, "Yeah, let's do that." And uh, for me, fashion was more like coming to to my life more from the side of my mother because she's she has amazing taste and uh, and she was a model when she, she was, was a model yeah. back in the day and uh, she gave me this kind of sensibility of clothes despite the fact that my mom gave me this i was always like i wanted to leave the country and i wanted some adventures so Someone told the yeah guys do fashion and we said yeah that was the first thing that we heard and we started to research the how we can do that so we found the school I asked my family to support me financially a little bit you know to pay the school and uh, we went to Paris to do exams it was uh, one of the first schools that we found and we me and my friend we went together you have somewhat similar paths because you're both Eastern European do you uh, do you speak Russian to each other. Uh, yes, yeah. sometimes. That's the common language that you yeah, speak so, sometimes. Yes. Yeah, I'm a, and um, when you first uh, got the idea of working together, it seems quite organic from what you say, 
Um, how did you define already the brand? What was your vision that you, you must have talked about that quite a lot? I think we didn't look at this from the perspective of business in the beginning. We said that we just want to do the same project together yeah. just to combine uh, forces. And uh, together it's more easy, you know, to, yeah. we always have a dialogue. We discuss a lot. We have different visions sometimes. Yeah. And it's, I think it's beautiful to mix them and find, find the compromise between two. And uh, when it came to business, we started to realize that we have a dialogue business-wise as well. So it was very organic. Yeah, and we always wanted to create uh, something that is coming from us, something natural. So it was not, okay, let's uh, create... Uh, story or like not natural inspiration so we said uh, let's be honest and transparent uh, you are a man i'm a woman we are living in paris we are living and working together so let's talk about this and uh, let's combine our two visions and do something that is easy for us to share with the uh, Everybody. Okay, now you've had the brand. What, when did you first launch it? We launched in uh, September 2012. Oh, okay. Well, and when, when you <laughs> were what, uh, 18? No, no, not quite. Thomas, Tw 20. 20. 20. Yes. And you created a company. Yes. You registered the brand yes. and you created a company in France. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow, okay. But you know, um, <laughs> and what was your first office? <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first office <laughs> was, was um, bedroom, no, in right. yes, <laughs> right. kitchen bedroom. <laughs> no, we were living in uh, uh, thirty square meters uh, apartment uh, oh. in at uh, Rue de Paradis. In at, the tenth. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. It was. Uh, at the time, it was not uh, Rue de Paradis as it is today. It was, uh, there were nothing. <laughs> like, uh, no well, restaurants, no nice yes. cafe. To, today, it's a very fancy street, but before... Yeah, it it's was, a happening street, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, for our first Christmas together, uh, we decided to make each other a present, and we bought an industrial machine <laughs> and we're still having sewing this machine. yes sewing yeah, machine. yeah yeah the big one with the yeah. big table you <laughs> know, to, to make you... things faster just make things yes because at school where no it's impossible to make nice clothes when you're working on a plastic uh, machine <laughs> you said that you uh, you know you want you study sketching your father said uh, are, are you either are you either you're good at sketching at illustration i think in the in the beginning it was better because we <laughs> we, we we skipped this part i think with with time you know we started to do yeah. we started to focus more on the clothes uh, itself to create so if we have an idea we go straight to the pattern making well that's the modern designer you know because i'm a little bit older than you so i've interviewed carl lagerfeld and saint laurent valentino you know yeah. the, the, the famous yes. people of another era and they were fantastic illustrators yes. they were fine artists themselves yes. but if you go if you meet someone like but Tom Ford or, or Jonathan yeah. Anderson, they, I can draw better than them. So maybe you, <laughs> you represent your generation. Uh, I think that we have sketches that can speak to our team so they will understand the idea because uh, I know sketches from 
Karl Lagerfeld. It's very artistic, uh, and uh, uh, I'm super impressed about the team when they uh, realize uh, the silhouette, and it uh, looks like on the sketch, but real close. Uh, but I think that our sketches are not to put on the wall in the frame. <laughs> right, <okay>. It's <laughs> more technical. Depends which wall you're going to use. Yes, and we don't have a passion to make beautiful sketch. We're like sketching, no. sketching. No. Okay, let's go let's and go. do the clothes. So you, it's really, it was in the making of the collection that you found what you wanted to do. Yes, yeah. uh, and not in the making of one season. Okay. I think uh, it was during yeah. the years that were because we had zero experience i mean thomas uh, worked a little bit in new york for alexander wang and oh you uh, did yeah what a year or uh, half a year in soho yeah yeah okay. on broadway yeah on broadway and you learned much I learned, I should say, a lot because I, I mainly spend time in the in the room with the sewers. With the oh yeah, okay, with yeah. the seamstress, uh, yeah, yeah. and they they teach me a lot of things. You know, the tools you you need to use for the machines, the techniques. I learned a lot, but it was enough to launch the brand. You know, yeah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to spend another year there, for example. But you didn't really spend much time with Alexander Rang in the design studio, not much. No, no, no. I was an intern more than a oh. worker. Maybe as well. So you kept your own ideas. You weren't, it wasn't influenced too much by him. No? I don't think so. I think it was I more technical so. part yeah. that you learned. And you? You came straight from school to... Yes. You, were you in the same year in school? Yeah, 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 we yeah. were in the same class the for same the class, last so. year and we made, uh, we asked the direction of the school to make one project, one collection. For like the, a team, yes. team project, instead of doing single project, each of us. So they, we were fi fighting for that. So we, somewhere we, really we have a photo from the exams where we have like Victoria Thomas, the logo, <laughs> the silhouettes and us, <laughs> baby us. <laughs> Uh, tell me, though, um, quite a few years ago, but how would you define your DNA of your brand? What does it stand for? People always, designers always say they stand for certain things. What do you think you stand for? We were always saying that we stand for equality between the man and the woman, that we are really 50-50. <laughs> that's a nice question. Huh? Um, that's He's a nice thinking. question. But I think we... we, we change with time yeah. and we we always stand for the dialogue between us yes this is the most interesting that we have you know we our life the personal life and the work life it's really a mix you know it's it, we it's the line is blurred completely so it became our life so yeah. we stand we stand for creativity we need to be original you know we need to we need to find our own vocabulary for the clothes. And we, I think now with the, with the last season, we finally found it because we decided to do uh, the reversible, complete reversible collection. And uh, I think today for ecology, for uh, sustainability, for circumconsumation, uh, it's very important because this speaks today and uh, the people can consume less, but get more. From our collections. Good. The um, I think it was 2014. You went to Hier, Is that right? Or was it, I forgot the date. Uh, right? 13. 2013, yes. where yeah. you were. Uh, we were I think the youngest ever finalist, yes. or something. Is that yes. right? Yes, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. Yeah, yeah. How did that? How did that? How important was that? And how did that make you feel? 
it was an amazing experience and it was the first uh, ever because we don't have any contacts uh, back in the day and uh, uh, when we sent our uh, dossier our uh, candidature we said okay no we were not gonna make it and I remember the evening when uh, Jean-Pierre called us to announce that uh, we will be the finalists I remember it was a very strange day we were fighting all, all, <laughs> yes, all the day and uh, he called at the evening and he, he was super excited he said congratulations you are finalists I was like okay Thank you, <laughs> because I was not in the mood. <laughs> and then I said, oh, my God, <laughs> we are yeah, finalists. Yeah, then we realized that we were yes. in the finals. The whole experience, even we were not the winners, but we won much more than the first place. We had an amazing coverage in the press, a lot of contacts and... Um, I don't know, we're super happy to be a part of the Yer family because we're trying to go back. It's hard to make it every year, but for but every anniversaries, time we go there, it's a yes. But we, we made a lot of contacts there and the people we met there, we still are friends with. Yes. So it's, it's really, we, it's really nice. We learned a lot and uh, it started with Yer. <laughs> it was a starting Somehow. point also for the even presenting the clothes in, in front of people of, of uh, in front of professionals it's it's very important experience and i was stressed as hell in front of the jury because i'm not a speaker in like a uh, good speaker you know and we and, were number 10 to and we were by. the last <laughs> yes. in the line there as well Yes. Horrible. Yes. But after that, you know, it kind of made made us stronger. You presented a collection made in a very specific fabric, isn't that yes, right? Yes. Yes. We decided to make uh, a special collection for Yer, and uh, we wanted to make it in uh, leather, more artisanal. You know, we, we need to mention about this. Uh, we had already the commercial collections. Back in back then, we already did the showroom. We were already selling clothes to the clients, and the easy way it would be just taking the existing collection and presenting it there. But uh, for us, it was more interesting to create something artisanal, especially for this uh, for this occasion. Even for us to mark this part of our life, because we still have the the collection in the archives. Did you didn't sell that collection? You didn't try to sell it. No, we sold one piece because at the time <laughs> we need money and someone said, oh, I want to buy this jacket and then we sold this piece and I regret. I hope to find this person and buy it back. <laughs> yeah, but we can, we can reproduce it. Then you began to value commercially and um, fairly quickly you began to get you know, orders. Yes. What, what, what was the, the breakout? What was the moment you realized that you could... Someone bought from you, realized you could make it into a successful commercial business. I think the f it was the first season at Designer's Apartment. 
It was, what a, used it was to Colette think. who bought the yes, first. Uh, because we started with the multi brand showroom, and uh, uh, you know, as we were yeah. a very, very small brand, they were not interested in us. Yeah. And uh, we met um, Patricia Laura at Hier, and uh, uh, at the time uh, they were starting the designer's apartment yeah, with yeah. the Fédération de la Haute Couture. Ouais. And uh, they uh, took us there. Uh, and it was completely different of a multi-brand showroom because we were also not only designers, but we were commercials. We were selling the collection, presenting to buyers. And uh, I think at the, the season when it was... Colette, it was Le Bon Marché, it was uh, a very nice Korean concept stores that came and uh, bought the season. This, uh, we, I think this we will remember for the yes. whole life because it was the week of sales yeah. and every day someone amazing, like amazing store every day was buying our, was ordering our yeah. collection. It was yeah. crazy. And when they, well, what's, I'm curious, what sort of order would they make? How big an order would they make? How many pieces? It was an... I don't remember exactly the quantity yeah. of the pieces, but uh, it was a good order, you know? It was not 10, 12 pieces. I think that uh, uh, for Colette, they took around 30, 40 pieces, yeah. maybe 50 maximum. But I remember when I saw Sarah and I, I see oh, she's coming to us. And she came, she, as always, she was super busy, no uh, time. She just saw the collection. She said, okay, send me the lookbook and line sheet and we will see what we can do. And I was shaking. I was like, oh my God. But she did not took notes. Maybe she will not place an order. And then when she sent the order, I was jumping. I was super happy. And I remember that the collection went sold out in two weeks. And wow. uh, because we were following on their website and it was like sold out, sold out, sold out. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> and where are you now? Where are you based? You're not still in the same 30 meters, are you, in Rue de Paris? No, no, after <laughs> after 30 meters, we moved to uh, south of France because uh, my parents were living there. Where? where? It was um, not far between Valence and Lyon. Drôme. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. It was like a countryside. Yes, very rural, inspiring. proper rural France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, they had uh, an extra space, and they said, "Why would you stay in 30 meters in Paris when you can have more and develop the collection properly in?" <laughs> not 30 meters. So we moved there uh, and we said uh, the day when we will feel stronger, we will come back to Paris to have our own atelier. And it took us three years, yeah. something like that. And now we are based in uh, 19. Uh, we have uh, separately our atelier and our apartment, home. our home with Thomas. Um, so we are very happy. We have a nice industrial uh, building with the several lots. You have a possibility to get another space when you are ready. So it's very nice to develop brand in this kind of building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have a surface that is not the biggest, but yeah. it's enough for today. Yeah, yeah. But tomorrow we can get another one there. And how many stores do you sell in now today? Um, I think 
l'université de médecine Yeah, yeah, okay. it was Saint Germain. Oh, and, oh uh, right, in the middle of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. We always try to find the good locations to central to make it easier for people. Yes, sure. I think it's important. Plus, with the schedule, when everybody is always running, if we can make it easier, why not? <laughs> Who are the designers you admire, dead or alive? I respect uh, a lot, a lot of designers. So if I'm gonna start uh, mentioning everyone, it, it will take us no, like I, a, I, an hour. No, I, I think that we are traumatized <laughs> to, to say some names because uh, uh, once we said some name and it was not understood correctly. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I'm. A big fan of uh, Martin Margiela, oh, okay. of uh, like conceptual fashion. Yes, uh, when I'm looking at the clothes, I'm like, this is so genius and so easy. You know, you are not going very far to find an idea. And when you are looking on these complicated clothes, you are thinking, okay, but everybody can have this idea because it's super easy to take uh, I don't know um, the, the bottle and Can, ma- yeah. yes and make a heel but only a very smart and genius person can have this idea yeah me maybe as a as a company not maybe design wise but as a company I like Hermes because Hermes it's uh, like self uh, with, there is nobody else it's just Hermes you know It's, it stands by itself. Like a so heritage, the vision. Exactly, like family. I, I like this kind of uh, thing for the company. It feels more strong, I think. Of course, uh, Japanese designers are amazing. You know, I, I, I used to watch a lot of Japanese designers back in the day when I was in school. I love uh, hybrid conceptual clothes as well. And you'd go to shows. You would try and get into shows like students. Could you do that? Today, when you, you were students, when you were students, were you able to? <laughs> no, today. To today, were, were you able to get? Were you able to get into shows? Uh, I was uh, working as a dresser, as all students in Paris. It for, was, for whom did you work? I worked for Ricoens, for uh, Giorgio Armani when he was presenting in Paris. Privé, the couture. Yes. It was 10 years ago. Okay. <laughs> uh, you did McQueen? I think. Yeah. Oh, yes. McQueen? I mean, yeah. Yes. But, you know, I did not... With Alexander? Only, yes. And it was not uh, only the show. Yeah. They Because they moved... You know, I don't remember exactly the season, but it's the season when they had, uh, like, a big... A mountain of trash and all models were, were red lips with uh, like canette <laughs> on their heads. Um, it was like a black, white, red collection with oh. all birds. And they came, the whole team came to Paris to finalize the collection. And I was working like four or five days before the show on finalizing everything with uh, Alexander. 
Like, oh. I, I was not obviously his right hand, but uh, <laughs> I saw how he's working and it was so inspiring. I was at the first year. It was even before that we met. How meticulous he was, how exact he was, he wanted the way he wanted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I saw like uh, uh, he and Sarah, they are doing... They're doing all finishings, how they're choosing models. Uh, I mean, I was working with the seamstressers, with the modelists to finalize something, to adjust uh, some dresses. So it was the very first experience in fashion. And then, obviously, I made the show, I made Ungaro, because 10 years ago, Ungaro was, was a very, very big show. <laughs> You did a lot of things. Wait, yes. I didn't just Val- was it with Jean-Baptiste Valley? I guess so. It was 2009, 2009. Wasn't Lindsay Lohan, I hope. <laughs> um, so you had quite a lot of hands-on experience. Yes. With prestigious and interesting and important design. Yes. Well, that was good. Uh, fashion is a curious industry for that reason, that you can do that. There's very few other industries you can go and do that. Work so directly with the great talent if yes. you're a student. Yes. Um, where do you see your brand? Where do you want your brand to be, your fashion house to be in five years? It's a very tricky question in it's a, a very, pandemic it's, time. It's a, it's a very tricky time. <laughs> yes, we don't know what's going to happen in one month. <laughs> yeah. um, but if we stay positive and... Uh, I hope that we can uh, grow uh, as a team because uh, today we stay a small team and uh, now we just started to make our own production. Uh, So I hope that our production part will be bigger. For now we want to keep everything in-house. The production we want to really build our own production line and this is a this is very important step because it's a totally different kind of uh, way of making business uh, and organizing people and we what we what, what we want to do is to control from a to z every all the process because we used to work with fa- uh, factories and many many people and uh, as soon as some someone is touching our pieces something goes wrong so now, for now, we 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 want we want to to control the process, <laughs> and uh, if we can build a, a, like a big atelier or production atelier in our building and have a bigger design team, that would be amazing. But this is more a technical part. I think uh, we need to build more about our. A reversible concept so it was just one season that oh. was presented now we are preparing the winter collection so we have a lot of things to do in terms of reversible in terms of consummation of uh, all these sustainable movement how, how, how do you respond to the sustainable in what way have you made your brand more sustainable making making this uh, new concept i think it it means already a lot because instead of two pieces we do one piece 
Also, we use a absolutely different kind of fabric. We try to research on the eco fabrics, the recycled fabrics. But I think that today it's a normal process in fashion to be eco-responsible. Um, and uh, during the first lockdown, we were thinking how to change. Uh, and uh, we thought that people are buying a lot and they don't need that much clothes. And that's how we came with the idea of reversible. Because it's not only that you buy a shirt and uh, you have uh, two colors of shirt. What we are doing, uh, we are doing two completely different sites for example from one side you will have a shirt to go to the office and on another side it will be more like an evening blouse or when you buy uh, i don't know a trench coat for fall uh, you are always asking should i buy it in camel color or black color and sometimes you are buying both and you know we want to make you buy less but have more and i think this is the big changes to make in general in fashion. Also in terms of uh, transportation and uh, making things outside of uh, France, it's, it's, it also have an impact of, uh, on ecology. When you say made in France, where in France do you make the clothes? So for now it's in 19th. In Paris, yes. In Paris. And, uh, But do you use outside? You don't make it all, all the clothes yourself. Do you? No, uh, no, it's our, our, team, our team that okay, is producing. Yeah. Our team is getting bigger. Nothing outside except the bags because uh, we can do bags and shoes. It's so you must have a big team now. How many people work for you? We are around 10. It's not a huge team, but very fast. You manufacture your collection all here in the 19th? Yes. Where in the 19th? What, what, uh, what, it's, what metro? Uh, it's very close to Butchamont. Okay. You see oh, the, the... Well, very trendy. <laughs> Again. Yeah, we're based there for three years and uh, now finally 19 is becoming a very trendy place to go. <laughs> finally, um, you know, this, this, these series are all about change. I'd like you to talk about what you think, how fashion has changed. Since you be both began, you first came to Paris. Ten years you're here, roughly, is that right? Mm -hmm. And then how do you see fashion change over the next five or ten years? I think that the consumer uh, now have more access to the information than ten years ago, because ten years ago it was uh, uh, no Instagram, no social media as we know it today. Uh, I don't know, today you can go to Google, you can find all information about the, how the fabric is made, how the production is made. And uh, I think that today, uh, more than ever, you can't lie to the consumer. So everyone is the smart. The consumer <laughs> yeah, became more intelligent, I think, and uh, they have a better understanding of the value of the, of the piece. And they will think 10 times before they're going to buy. Mm -hmm. So we need to propose a real good uh, design and a very good functionality of the mm -hmm. piece. Or it can be a super image piece, very artisanal. But also, I think we need to think about the price point as well. Yeah. It's a very important thing. And the 10 years ago, the mass market was uh, at, at best times because 
you would buy a piece just to wear it for one evening yeah. and forget about it. Today, it's not the same. Today, you don't want to buy a piece to wear just one time. You don't want to throw it out. You want to resell it or give a second life. So I think it's a completely different word. And in 10 years, it will be... Better, Same. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. That's quite a lot. <laughs> um, Victoria Feldman and Thomas Berzin, thank you very much for finding the time to talk to us. Thank, thank you, you for it having us. It was a big us. pleasure. And the best of luck on, on building a career. It's great that there are, there's a young generation in Paris that are determined to build young, interesting brands that have an honest relationship with uh, their fans and their consumers. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to do our best. <laughs>